Everything that God does on the earth today, He does it by His Word and His Spirit. In the Pastor William Evans podcast, your host, Pastor William Evans, takes you through the importance of the Word of God in your everyday life. Whether you're experiencing the lowest valley or the highest mountain, the Word of God is essential. As we depend on it and read it daily, we form an unbreakable bond with God. We understand His will, what He wants us to do, and our purpose in life. Without further delay, here's another uplifting episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Welcome. I'm William Evans, Pastor of the Church of Unity in Christ. I want to welcome everyone to our service. Once again, as we assemble, I want to thank God for his presence, the Lord Jesus Christ for the example of what obedience is to the Lord. I also want to thank the Holy Spirit for empowering us that we may be able to become obedient to God and to his word. Amen. We would also like to thank you for being here and those that were the and walk of this service through various means. Our hope is to give insight, to be able to help anyone that's traveling the journey of life, an opportunity to, to come to know the, the Lord Jesus Christ, to, to come to know God as their Father, and most of all, to yield to the Holy Spirit that He will be able to lead and guide all of us into all truth. The lesson that we will shortly begin is the third part of a four-part series entitled Developing a Relationship with God. And we know from our previous lessons, we began with communication. That followed fellowship. Today, we're going to walk upon sacrifice. But what I want to emphasize is this. In our first lesson, we learned that communication has a vital role in communication when it comes to our relationship. And communication is paramount in everything that we do. Amen. We learned that communication was verbal as well as nonverbal. We realized that God is a, a spirit. We know this based on John chapter 4, where it talks about that God is a spirit and those that worship, worship in spirit as well as in truth. So we know that God is a spirit. So in order for us to be able to interact with God, we have to act, interact with him in a way that uh, people may be, uh, I'm going to use the word, troubled by. But it's not, you shouldn't be troubled. Because God has ears to hear. God has a mouth to speak, even though he's a spirit. Amen? And so when you communicate with God, you, you must communicate with him with your heart. But your heart has got to be sincere. Because God is a holy and just God that we can't just... Approach God any kind of way. Come to him with our selfish motivations and, and throwing stuff out there at him like he's just anybody. No, he's a holy and just God. 
So we communicate with him. We want, we want to communicate with him right well in turn. When we learn how to communicate with God in our relationship with him, it teaches us how to communicate with others. It teaches us how to communicate with our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our, our mothers, fathers, and, and etc. Amen. Because we want to respect them as well. We want them to know that the things that they're going through are important to us. And what they feel, think, act, and react to is important. And we're not going to just dismiss it. Amen. The next thing we talked about was fellowship. Well, we introduced the Greek term kanonia. And we talked about this in the form of being a community, communion, partnership, and intimacy. We're looking at fellowship in a holistic way. Not as just hanging around somebody that you may be familiar with or you may have or some type of affinity. You know, we, we may like uh, football, so we hang out. Or we may like basketball. We may like the shop or whatever it may be. All that's fine in its place, but it has to be deeper than that. We, we realized that Cononium was giving us an opportunity to, to learn that we had to be open and honest in this type of fellowship. Be in a position where we're able to tell people the truth, even if it hurts their feelings. And even be willing to accept the truth that others are telling to us, even if it hurts our feelings. But what it does is it helps us to become well-rounded and better individuals. Better human beings. Amen. I, I want us to understand something that we must understand that the word of God is not a religion. The word of God is a lifestyle. They call the Bible a living word. Amen. It is to instruct you how to live your life every day. It instructs you how to act and react. Amen. And it helps you to mature as you go along. When you follow the word of God, the word of God is designed to help you to be better than you were yesterday. Striving to be better tomorrow. To be able to branch out to help others to see that you don't have to stay in the state you're in. That God has an answer to bring you to a different place. To make your life the best that he ordained it to be. But that all begins with a relationship with him. Amen. Amen. As we looked at communication, as we looked at fellowship, the elements are vital to all of us to becoming whole human beings. The next one is sacrifice. Our last one, stewardship. So today we began the, the, the third series, I'm sorry, the, the third lesson in this series of developing a relationship with God. And we began with sacrifice. The term sacrifice has required a popular uh, secular meaning. It's, a, it's, it's been defined as a renunction or uh, surrender of something that you deem valuable to gain something that you may consider more valuable. Amen. Well, 
You know, I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem with giving up a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. If I have the ability or the capabilities to apprehend a thousand dollars or a million dollars. We hold we know this is true because we see people play the lottery. People with scratch off tickets and all them do amen. People going to casinos. They're willing to make that sacrifice for of the money they put in. The time and effort they put in, believe in what? They're going to get something greater. Amen? But I want to look at this um, sacrifice through the, the biblical. Because it, it is a biblical term. Amen? In the biblical, sacrifice means that you are going to Consecrate, set apart an object to be offered in worship to a supernatural power. Amen. And the reason why this is important is because when you're sacrificing to something greater than yourself, you're telling God that whatever he requires of you, this is what you're going to give now, let's, let's be honest about it. If God says, uh, give, and he stops right there, what are you going to do? Are you going to give uh, anything that's going to hurt you? No, you're going to give whatever's convenient for you, right? But what God does is God specifies what he wants. And see, when, when God specifies what he wants, that means that when you're sacrificing to him, you got to give him what? What he wants. So when you're in a relationship with someone, and you say, I'm going to make a sacrifice to make our relationship work, what am I trying to give? I'm going to give whatever they want to make our relationship better. Amen? If they want me to uh, spend more time with them, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sacrifice whatever it is that's keeping me from making... Uh, uh, having more time with them, I'm going to sacrifice that. Why? Because that's what they require. Amen? If they're, if they're asking me or requiring me to, uh, um, to talk to them a different way, to learn how to be a better communicator, I'm going to sacrifice whatever it is that, that has me to get uh, uh, take it off course to learn how to communicate better. I'm going to make that sacrifice to make sure that whatever they're asking for, I'm going to give it to them. And vice versa, those that are in a relationship with you should do the same thing. That's what sacrifice means. Amen. Let me let me use for example, people going to the military, right? People go to the military, and, and we know this is a noble uh, act. But let us not be naive. I'm not going to bash military uh, personnel. That's not what I'm talking about. The reason why I'm bringing up military personnel is because people go into the military for different reasons. Everyone's not going into the military to, uh, to sacrifice their lives that, that others may be free. Amen? That, that's what it was supposed to be for, but that's the, now you got people enticing people to go to the military for, for monetary gain. Amen? My point is, is that the military 
law enforcement, nurses, doctors, all these are uh, even preachers, Sunday school teachers, all, all these different uh, uh, fashions of, of 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 our lives and, and these different fashions of, of teaching and, and, and learning and helping and, and being a, a sacrifice for others is designed to be selfless. It, 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 it's designed for you to go into these fields to help others. Amen? But as you can see through uh, uh, many venues, you watch different people and you understand that it's not about what's greater for everybody else. It's about what's good for me. That's not sacrifice. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, there's a word uh, that is used for sacrifice. And that word is Thesiah. Now, the Thesiah refers to offering an object that has been specifically prescribed by God. One that was acceptable to him because it was offered on his terms. Amen? That's what the Hebrew word Thesiah means. Sacrifice. It's what God requires. Not what I want to give. Amen? And people throughout history has been offered sacrifices of, of, of animals, uh, sacrifices of, 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 of different things to, to, as a form of worship. Right? But I want you to understand something. This is not about a religion. Because regardless of the culture, many groups beyond the ancient Hebrews and their descendants perform ceremonial sacrifices. Amen? These were things that people believed that would help them with, to, to get into a relationship with their God. To show their God that they're, that they're, they're more important than the things that they have. Amen? Amen. People were doing it through burnt offerings. Doing it through different things. But why was this necessary? It was necessary because humanity didn't start off in the state we're in right now. We started off in a, in a state of tranquility. Where God set humanity in the Garden of Eden and gave them everything they needed to be successful in this life. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so humanity was being set up to be successful. And all you had to do was manage those things that God had already did. I want you to hear something. Hear me real good. No matter what you do, no matter what uh, adventure you may embark upon, no one is reinventing the wheel. Everything is already in place. You just got to find your point and just do it. Amen. See, I'm the kind of individual, I know I am. Right? I'm the type of individual, well, I'm a change agent. When I go out and stuff and I see some things that need to be, I ain't somebody break the wheel up. I'm somebody make it run a little smoother. Incorporate some things that's going to make it be more organized. That is who I am. Amen. So I don't go into a, a, a church. I don't go into a, a, 
a business or whatever, and they tell people, well, we're going to redo everything. No. Because the foundation already laid. But there are some things that still need to be worked upon. Same thing in your marriage. Same thing in your relationship with your children, with your grandchildren, with your friends. You would never get to the point where you think that everything is fine. Because in a relationship, it's always going to be something to do. Always going to be some work. Amen? Amen. Now, we had a, a situation where people believed that these ceremonies were religious ceremonies. Not so. These ceremonies of sacrifice was based on moral conduct, right belief. Even being involved in your religious institution. When you come to church and, and this is church starts at 11 o'clock, Sunday school at, at 10.30, whatever it is, right? You got Bible study starts, whatever, and you show up 30 minutes late. What are you telling me about what's going on with you when it comes to showing up to church, Bible study, Sunday school? Amen. Because you know as well as I know, if you sacrifice and do what you're supposed to be doing, I ain't saying that there's a, a catastrophic situation that may happen. Don't get me wrong. Because things happen. Amen. But what has to happen is you got to get, get to the point where you're consistent at doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because guess what? I'm putting everything on the side. Because when it's time for me to go to church, when it's time for Bible study, when it's time for Sunday school, guess where I'm going to be? I want to be sitting right in now, right? Amen. I'm telling God that at this point of time, I am telling you that this is more important than everything else. I'm giving this time to you. When it's time for prayer, guess what? I made whatever sacrifice is necessary for me to do what? Be on time for prayer. Amen. Sacrifice is not how you give something. It's what God's asking for. Amen. 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 I want to say this because sacrifice comes in the form of worship. That worship comes through our experiences. Man, when you, you know that you've been through some things and, and God done bless you, man, and you want to you want to get in there, you want to thank God for it, you want to praise him, you want to glorify his name, you want to let the world know how good God is, you're worshiping God. You're telling people that despite all the stuff I've been through, God still blessed me, God still kept me. God, you understand what I'm saying? Why is that important? Because people got to understand that whatever we go through in life as human beings, we have someone in our lives greater than whatever that circumstances is. But what he is trying to do is teach us how to conduct ourselves in the midst of it. Amen. Now that we have established the theoretical foundation of this lesson, I want to move to the, the biblical. I want you to understand that if you're going to truly have a relationship with God, you're going to seek him. You've got to make time to spend with him. 
You have to make time to study the word of God. You will have to make time for that. You will have to make time to pray. Not my time, talk about yours. Amen. The Bible tells us, uh, and I think it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says that uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things shall be added. What are you telling me, Lord? He said, put me first. I'll take care of the rest of it. I'll make sure that everything's in order if you put me first. Amen. In the Ten Commandments, God said that you will have no other God before me. I'm a jealous God. Amen. Amen. Now, as stated earlier, we talked about Adam and Eve in, in the garden. We talked about how everything was set in motion, how they were put in place to, to be able to apprehend those things God ordained for. Amen. But see, you got to understand something. They were in the garden. They were communicating with God because God would come and he would talk to them in the cool of the day. Amen. He would fellowship with them, spend time with them, get them instructions and things of that nature so, so they could know not only him but know themselves. Amen. But what, what people don't understand is, is that sacrifice came. And they had to make a sacrifice. What am I talking about? I'm, 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 I'm going to get to it right now. I'm not going uh, to give a, a quick synopsis of, of what happened. Amen. God tells Adam that he don't want him to eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right? He says, in the day you do that, you're going to surely die. But all these other trees, you can have it. Amen. Now, I want you to hear this real good because you got everything you need. All I'm telling you to do is to sacrifice not messing with that tree. Just get that tree up. It's there, but don't mess with it. Right? And you're going to see everything going to be all right with you. Why am I saying this? You may be on the job. You, you may be in a community and somebody may be selling drugs. Well, if you're not a drug addict, are you running over there buying drugs? No, it's there, isn't it? But you're not going, it's not, what is it doing for you? Huh? If you're on a job and somebody acting unseemly, do you probably go out and act unseemly with them? No. You got to understand that God wants you to understand. I want you to sacrifice. I want you to understand that if you stand still, if, if you just follow what I'm telling you, you're going to see it's going to be better on the other side. But once you engage it, once you partake of it, then there's other consequences. Amen? Amen. Why this here now? So God tells them not to do it. So Eve out here one day and, and she's by herself and the serpent comes. Talking to her about um, yeah, y'all, you know, y'all got all the trees, y'all can eat. Yeah, we can eat any tree we want to, but the, we want to miss it, but we can't touch it. Right? Now, I'm hearing, uh, I read a commentary, uh, one of the, the, the writers say something that was incorrect, that Eve didn't know because Adam did not convey to her what God had said. That's not Bible. Because when the, the serpent asked her, he said, 
Then God said, y'all ever eat of every tree of the garden? She said, yeah, but she told us not to eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. When she repeated it, she knew exactly what the command was. Amen? But you got to understand something. The reason why the serpent made her repeat that, he wanted her to get on the hook to say that you had knowledge of what you were doing. Right? You knew exactly what you were getting into. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. You know how uh, you're driving down the road and uh, somebody cut in front of you. And for that split second, you think about it. And then before you know it, you react to it. What's that split second? Do y'all know? What's the split second? The split second is that point where you know exactly what you're about to do. Amen. So when I hear somebody tell me the, the devil made me do it, no, he didn't. You chose to. Amen. Look, man, temptation all around us. It's going to always be here. Your job is to learn how to be obedient to what God ordained for you. That means you have to sacrifice someday. Them urges that, that the devil try to bring upon you through your flesh, you got to sacrifice and say, I can't do this. Amen. Amen. Now what's so beautiful about this is this. The serpent, the Bible said, was more subtle than any beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Now many would think, oh, he was cunning. Oh, he was, no, no, he was wise. But see, wisdom can be used to manipulate, to deceive. Amen. Oh, man, you don't think so? Go down to, a, uh, and I'm not picking on them, I'm not gonna, I will say it because it's true. I know that there are honorable used car salesmen. But then there's some that's not. Amen? That's the reason why you got the lemon law. Lemon law states that if you buy a vehicle and the vehicle happens to break down or whatever after a certain period of time, get what you can do. You can bring it back. Why do you think a lot of cars people buy has as is on it? That's the way of trying to get around the living law. Amen. Why would you say as is if you, if you know the car is going to perform the way it should? Amen. So it's important to understand that just because uh, other people are doing things doesn't mean that that's what it truly is. Everybody is not trying to take advantage of you as a car dealer. As a car salesman, right? Everybody's not trying to take advantage of you as a, as a landlord, as a as a, uh, a realtor. Everybody's not trying to take advantage of you as a preacher. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm going to get over to prison for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be frank about it. In our profession, I know that preacher, I that they're preaching for 50 ludicrous. That's not me. That's Bible. God says you got, you're going to have shepherds that's going to be preaching for the money. But... The true man of God, he preaches for the heart. He preaches for the love of God. And most of all, for the love of God's people. And whatever God blesses him with, guess what? He's content with that. Amen? Amen. Watch this in now. Now, Satan, watch. And I'm going to tell you how we have to understand, not serving the, uh, the serpent. I'm going to tell you how, how we have to look at this. Because it was Jesus that said in Matthew 10 and 16, he said, listen, carefully, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Then he says, I want you to be wise as a serpent. 
Why are there serpents? Now, you think Jesus telling us to go out and deceive people? No. He was telling us we've got to be wise. We had to go out and have the motivation not to take advantage of people. To not be selfish. To go out and do those things that's going to help people to know him as the only true God. And Jesus Christ whom he upset. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to emphasize something here. When we use wisdom, and I want to use it in the term that Jesus uses. Jesus said, be wise as a serpent, meaning you ain't got no self-serving agenda. You're doing it because you're truly trying to help somebody. You're learning these things, not to manipulate. Man, these people go to, go to school, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm saying is because I, I've been through it. You go to school, you go to college, people teach you how to be, uh, the word I'm looking for is robotic. You go to a speech class. They tell you how to stand. They tell you how to use your hands, facial expressions. They, they tell you all these different things, right? And they get you to the point where that, that's what you become, become mechanical. Look, I may be loud, I may be short, dark skin, uh, or whatever. Guess what? I'm still a preacher. Amen. I ain't got no problem with getting better. But I won't be mechanical. What I want to do, I want to be real about it. I want you to know that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter how severe the storms is, guess what? Somebody made a sacrifice for you. Amen. You, you, you ain't raised yourself, did you? Did you pay hospital bills? Did you buy clothes? Food, all the other things growing up. No. Somebody else did that for you. They had to give up something for you to get that, right? Amen. Amen. Let me get, let me get on this. Now. I want you to hear something. I want you to see something. Now, here Eve and Adam that fell off in the garden because they, she went in and she took from the fruit of the tree, gave something to Adam. They didn't sin. All of a sudden now, they know they're naked. They know they didn't sin. At first, they don't even know they're naked. You see what I'm saying? Now watch this. God comes in. He pronounced judgment on them. They're going, they're going to have to live by the consequences of what they did. But what he did was, he did something that we must pay attention to. God came in in Genesis 3 and 21. And he took the skin of animals and made them some clothes. Now, they didn't make, he didn't make them no short sets and, and he didn't make them no... Uh, uh, a long uh, 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 gowns and suits and tuxedos. No, you watch some of the movies about the uh, the about the Greeks and the, and the Romans and how the men would wear these uh, uh, look like dresses to their knees and the women because they didn't wear pants back then, right? My point is that God covered them up through the the sacrifice of an animal. That's how animal sacrifices began. Amen. But just guess what? They taught that to their children from generation to generation. That's what they were doing. But I want you to see something. I want you to understand that if you don't get your motives in order, you'll never be able to sacrifice. That leads me to Cain and Abel in the fourth chapter of Genesis. Here Cain and Abel 
Adam and Eve to, to conceive. And she, first she had Cain. Then she got Abel. Amen. Now Cain was a, a tiller in the ground. He was a farmer. Abel was a shepherd. Right? And after length of time, God required a sacrifice. Right? So they made a sacrifice to God. Now I want you to I want you to understand that, that what he is significant to this story. The Bible says that Adam and Eve and his wife conceived and gave birth to Cain, and she said, I have attained a man from the Lord. Then she gave birth to Abel. See, now Abel kept the flock of the sheep of the goats, but Cain cultivated the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought, I want you to see this now. He said, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Y'all see that? Third verse. Watch the fourth verse, though. But Abel brought an offering, the finest firstborn of his flock, and the fat portion. And the Lord had respect for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain, he had and his offering, he had no respect. What's the difference? The difference is he gave him the fruit from the ground, right? But it didn't say it's the first fruit from the ground, did it? But when, when, when Abel gave what God required, that's what he gave him. The first of it. In other words, the best of it. Amen? Now, you got to understand that it. it goes back to what I keep telling you about sacrifice. Sacrifice is not based on what you want to give. It's based on what you're asked to give. Right? And if you're willing to do that, then God can deal with you. When you're willing to do that, you're able to have a good wife, a good husband, good children. If you're willing to, to, to give what is required. Amen? Amen. Watch this now. He said, the Lord says, uh, he looked. So Cain had, became extremely angry. He looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crosses at your door. His desire is for you to overpower you, but you must master it. In other words, you have to allow yourself to do what you're supposed to be doing, not to allow whatever that is to cause you to react in a way you shouldn't be. Amen? Amen. You have to understand that, that when God asks you to give up something, he ain't asking you to give up something for nothing. God is going to, going to test to see if you're going to be true and faithful to what you said. Lord, I'm going to serve you, okay? So this is what I want. It's, a, it's amazing to me how people can live in the world, and when they get saved, they tell you that, oh, it don't take all that. Yes, it does. Because God requires that. Amen? Amen. Now watch this here. Cain did not change his motives or control his anger. You know what they did? 
that led him to kill his own brother in a jealous rage. Because he knew that he did not give God what God required. Instead of him acknowledging that I was wrong, instead of him saying, I'll, I'll try to do it, do it better this time, guess what? He doesn't. He kills his brother. Amen? This is what sin does. It leads us to separation from God as well as from others. It, 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 it gets us in a place where we think that we're doing all right, but we know in our heart we're not. Amen? I want to talk about uh, Abraham for a moment. Abraham was asked to give up his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Amen? That story is found in Genesis 22, 1-14. But I want you to understand something. I want you to understand that when, when God asks Abraham to give up his, his, his son as a sacrifice, many people will say, oh, well, you know, oh, man, that's hard for God. God don't believe in, 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 in uh, human sacrifice. He don't believe in that. But Abraham was a man that, that's following God and obedient to God. And God wanted to make sure that Abraham knew that whatever he required, that's what I want. Amen. So when Abraham goes and he gets ready to sacrifice his son, he knew that God wasn't going to kill his son because he tells his servant at the, at the edge of the cliff, edge of the mountain, and say, look, me and my, my boy are going worse and we're going to return. When Isaac asked said, Lord, where's the realm for, for, for God to, for, so we can sacrifice to God? Abraham turned to Isaac and said, God will provide it. Right? When God had Abraham to, to lay that boy down there to get ready to sacrifice, he kept getting ready to come down with the knife to kill him. God told him, said, uh, Abraham said, no, nah, don't do it. Now that I know that you won't hold anything back for me, now let me open some doors to you. Let me open your mind to some different things. Let me show you some things that, that's going to come. Amen? See, if you're not willing to give up nothing, you ain't going to gain nothing. Amen? How do how you want to be uh, studious in the Word of God, but you don't want to study the Word of God? How you want a strong, proud life, and you don't want to pray? Amen? How you, how you want to be a, a, a pillar of the community and help your church when you don't want to go to church? Amen? You got to give up some things. You got people that will sit down and they will watch a story. And I, what I mean by stories, I'm talking about soap operas. All day. You got people that's going to watch uh, uh, reality shows all day. You got people going to watch sports all day. Amen. But when it comes down to reading the Bible, guess what? The Bible comes home with you and sits on the coffee table until it's time to pick it up again. That ain't sacrifice. You got to put that step down and say, look, for this 30 minutes or whatever it is, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. Because that's what God requires. Amen. Abraham trusted God. In the process of him trusting God, God rewarded him. But Abraham was willing to make that sacrifice because God asked him to. Amen. Are you willing to give God what's required if he asks you? Amen. Now we come to the ultimate sacrifice. The Lord Jesus Christ. It was prophesied that Jesus would come through his birth of a 
version. It was prophesied that he was to come through the tribe of Judah. Better he would be the seed of them. Amen. That he would come to fulfill all the sacrifices, the animal sacrifices, and, and all the other things that, that the people were practicing before he came. To let the world know that through his sacrifice, they can live. Amen. But I want you to hear something. Jesus didn't come and, 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 and teach for three and a half years and then, then die on the cross. No, no, no. He was beat. The Bible said he was beat so bad that his faith was unrecognizable. It's saying his body was beat so bad that it was, it was deformed. Amen. That sacrifice. When you're willing to go through all those things, not because you're wrong. You're doing it because other people are wrong. People spitting in your face, you're dying for them. People that's cursing you out, you're dying for them. But let me flip a little bit. When people cussing you out, and you don't cuss them back, you're doing it not for yourself, you're doing it for them. Brother, the Bible says you don't run the evil for evil. You run the evil for good. Amen? You got to show them that you're bigger than that. You can't allow them to bring you down where they are. Your sacrifices of studying the word of God, of praying and, and, and fellowship one with another, and most of all, having a relationship with God, is to show others that, guess what, I'm not coming down at where you are, but I'll lift you up where I am. Amen? Amen. As we come, I want to give you a scripture that is vital to this whole lesson. It is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. This scripture is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. Amen. Just as Jesus is our example in Christian living, we ought to be an example to those that are still out there. Our selfish motives, hidden within our heart, determine how we sacrifice. When Jesus came into our hearts, our view of sacrifice changed. Let us understand this. That we truly want anything, any relationship with our lives to work. We got to be willing to sacrifice. Not what we think we should be giving up, but whatever's required. If your husband, your wife want time, you have to do, find a way to make time. If they want communication, find a way to communicate. Whatever is required to make that relationship thrive, that's what you do. But most importantly, when you're trying to have a relationship with God, you got to do the same thing. Amen? How do you know what God wants if you don't study his word and ask him what he wants? Amen? Amen. 
Remember this. Without sacrifice, there is no true relationship. If your spouse don't want to give up nothing to make you happy, that's not a relationship. Because that's what we all supposed to be doing, right? Trying to please each other. See, I told, I've said this before. If my job is to please my wife and hers is to please me, I ain't got time to, to try to please myself, right? Because she's doing that. Amen? If I'm pleasing God and God pleasing me, I ain't got time to try to please myself, right? Because God's taking care of that. Amen? Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. Would you bow your heads, please? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this word. We thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, all you have yet to do, Lord. We thank you for sacrifice, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to know, Lord, that it's not our sacrifice, what we think we should give you, Father God, but it's what you require. And help us, Father God, to, to seek you, that you may tell us what you want of us, Lord, and help us, Father God, through your spirit, Father God, to be able to give it to you, Lord. I thank you for it right now. I appreciate you for it, Father God. I love you for it. Now I'm in the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Let it rest, rule, and abide in us henceforth and forever. Let the child of God signify by saying, Amen and Amen. You just listened to another episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Pastor William Evans Podcast was recorded live in the studio with final editing before uploading. Subscribe today to the Pastor William Evans Podcast or visit tcuic.org for more godly-inspired content. Don't miss the next episode, and God bless.